Welcome to the Sermon B-Side Podcast, a podcast of Liberty Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, a church that desires to live, speak, and serve as the very presence of Jesus in the Harrisburg region. Sermon B-Sides is designed to be a resource to help us deepen the conversation about this week's sermon and answer questions that may be helpful to accomplish our purpose. Hey, welcome to another B-Side podcast. My name is John Robinson. I serve as one of the pastors here at Liberty Church. What are you, what are you smiling at? <laughs> Your voice sounds extra deep this morning. Now, this, oh, is like the bo- this is like the boys to men like interlude, like... Good morning. <laughs> uh, we can do it again. We no, it again. I mean, no, we're going. This is it. This is we live. Don't, we, we're live. The B-side is nothing if not a one-take podcast. It, it's a one-take podcast. That's right. We, we don't edit. <laughs> no one has time for that. Nope. No one nope. has time for that. That's right. Uh, John, good to be with you. My name is Matt Leloyan. Uh, I'm, hey. one of the, I'm one of the pastors here at Liberty, too. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's, uh, Kind of a rainy, dreary Monday, and we're uh, we're waking up and recording a B side podcast. Yeah, but uh, yeah, John, thank you for serving us well yesterday. Acts chapter ten, mm. uh, looking at Cornelius, uh, first first Gentile convert and his family, um, and the idea of missional reluctance. Mm-hmm. So yeah, tell us a little bit. Um, um, you know, you I think you you laid that out really well for us yesterday. Uh, that it's it's God's mission. That it's human reluctance and that it's good news for, mm. for all people. Um, we didn't get any questions in this week. We were talking about a second yeah. ago. We, we need to like we need to step up the question game, audience. We're, we're going to start keeping these to like five minute podcasts if if we don't start getting some questions. That, in. They might they might like that. They that's might... probably preferable actually. <laughs> Can you so, surmise everything in five minutes? That'd be great. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So we uh, we did not get any questions from you. Um, you also have to know we start to assume that means that we've just preached it so well that oh, there couldn't so well. there couldn't yeah. possibly be a question. Yeah. That uh... answered answered all of the possible <laughs> questions. Yeah, this is like what? This is two weeks in a row, three weeks in a row now. I think I so. Think. It's yeah. been a couple of weeks since we've gotten a question. So yeah. uh, so send them in if you got them. Uh, we know for sure that we're not answering everybody's questions on, no. on all oh these things. Oh my gosh, there's so, so much left on the table. My goodness, we're tackling a chapter a week. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of the Book of Acts. Yeah. But um, yeah, maybe just to zone in to, to hone in on one particular piece yesterday, the, the idea of this of reluctance that, mm. that we experience. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter, we see Peter's reluctance uh, multiple times in in the New Testament. Um, mm-hmm. God continually has to, to to wake him up to what he's doing. Um, where do you see human reluctance? In our time and place, mm-hmm. maybe even more specifically, what what are some of the reasons that we are reluctant to be part of God's mm-hmm. mission in the world? Yeah, I mean, I, I can speak mostly just from my own experience in that, and um, a lot of that just comes from from fear um, of being able to mm-hmm. answer the questions people have. Like, I'm reluctant to kind of step into situations with individuals because. Um, Maybe I don't know everything I I should know about, you know, Hinduism or Buddhism or or whatever religion it is that they um, hold to, or even like. I think sometimes what it comes down to is is are we are we confident in the hope that we have in Jesus as hmm. the only way to salvation, hmm. or do we really think that there's another way? Yeah. 
that we really think that people are okay hmm. with where they are. Like they're just living their lives. You know, we, we have a, a very, I think a shallow um, understanding of um, the, the way, the, the weightiness hmm. of, um, of the damnable aspects of hell, right? Hmm. And, and, and what this means for hmm. people. Hmm. Uh, do we really believe that, that, that Jesus saves sinners? Hmm. Um, and what does he save them from? Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, I think just culturally, we're okay with people like, oh, they're happy, like their family seems to be doing well, they're, mm-hmm. um, they don't have any major issues, so I don't need to really give them the gospel. They may not be receptive to the gospel. Yeah. So do we really believe that it is truly truly the greatest news ever and that it actually does something from a, a transferring someone from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light? Mm. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of, at least for me, my experiences, my conversations with individuals, like that's where a lot of the reluctance lands is that I don't think we're really truly convinced mm-hmm. that that the message of the gospel is to save sinners. Hmm. Yeah. Um, There's a disconnect there yeah. from from what we would kind of say we believe, because most people, um, you know, certainly as you, as you come into covenant at Liberty Church, um, other like-minded churches with us, that mm-hmm. that would be a doctrinal conviction that Absolutely. we carry about. What is, right. you know, what is salvation? What are we saved from? How are mm-hmm. we saved? Is there more than one way to that? Right. So we'd probably all, many of us listening to this would probably agree on the doctrinal statements there, right. but the disconnect to does that truth actually compel, propel mm-hmm. us sharing that news with people because of, of what's at stake? Yeah. It's good news for me. It may not be good news for my neighbor. Hmm. Huh. You know? So almost like a, you know, a functional, um, you know, functional either like universalism, like we just think it's going to work out okay, no. or like a functional... Um, like just pluralism, like a you know, maybe maybe not, um, maybe not pluralism. Um, I I, th- I don't know if we like we. I'm gonna say, try to say this in the nicest way possible. I don't know if we really care for people's souls. More about more about even love then. Like, do yeah. we actually love people? Do we love people? Yeah. Like it's it's yep. good news for me. Yeah. Um, but like, man, my neighbor, you know, my neighbor's like, yeah, they seem to be fine. And yeah. Like, there's no, there's no view of that person's soul, hmm. um, mm-hmm. and I'm you know these are these are these are conclusions I'm coming to both based off of conversation and the things that I even wrestle with in my own heart. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, is where's the where's the where's the immediacy to this? Where hmm. is the um, the drive for me? There is a reluctance there because I'm like, well, they yeah, they're. They're they're okay. They're doing all right. I'll get to it eventually. Like we'll, I'll build the relationship. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think there's those challenges even for my own life to yeah. to kind of. You know, I've I've had some conversations with some of my neighbors, but I've never you know, hmm. I've never hit the button right mm-hmm. of going like, hey, I I need to tell you hmm. that Jesus is the only way for salvation. Mm-hmm. And as it stands right now, you're outside of that and what mm-hmm. that means for you. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think some of that is is the reluctance that exists in our own heart and mind. I think if I was to boil it down, it would come to, yeah, that like, do we really believe that it is God's mission to save sinners? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's good. I, I think as you were as you were talking through that, John, um, you know, my own my own conviction there about a lack of deep love for people and a mm-hmm. lack of yeah, I, I um, certainly uh, there's been times when I've gone in or thought about people, thought about situations where you know I feel like I'm going to get over my head really quick in the you know the reasoning about mm-hmm. the the validity or the truth of mm-hmm. the resurrection of Jesus. Um, you know, other obstacles to faith that people have or claim to have, you know, that are more intellectual kind of truth claim yeah. type obstacles. Yeah. I do think, man, I, I do think in, in times when I felt deep love and compassion for people, there's, there's a willingness to, you know, what, what Paul talks about looking like a fool, like just looking like a complete yeah. fool and the, and the, that, um, that God uses what is what is deemed foolish in the world to 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 bring to nothing what is deemed wise, you know. Mm-hmm. First Corinthians one there, um, and that idea that that if, if there's a real love for other people, it it really does compel us into those conversations, even if we end up looking kind of silly, kind of yeah. dumb. Um, but at least the conversation is being had, and there's a there's a heart of love and care for people. Yeah. Um, whereas. You know, I could probably do a bunch of research on a given topic, knowing where I'm. If I'm kind of know where I'm going to walk into a conversation with someone that they're coming from a, you know, an agnostic place, or they're coming from a, a Muslim uh, faith. Like I could probably do a bunch of reading and have some talking points, mm-hmm. but it still could be totally absent a deep yeah. love and care that they actually would be in Christ, mm-hmm. spend eternity with Christ, not spend eternity in hell mm-hmm. facing the, the the judgment and condemnation of their sin, but they yeah. would actually put that on. Christ. Yeah. 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 And I, I think that's, you know, there's so many, I'm, I'm thinking of just like friends of ours, even, um, who are just wrestling with stuff, um, with, with friends and children and, and coworkers and you know, they, they've broached the subject. Now it's not an issue of reluctance as much as it issue is, it is an issue of, um, like long suffering. Hmm. And so that's another aspect of it. And, and I think sometimes we, um, we can weigh things out. You've gone through an experience with one person where, you know, it doesn't come to the conclusion that you would love for it to, to come to where mm-hmm. they have accepted Christ and love Jesus and are following him. Um, and so sometimes it makes us a little, um, like gun shy, mm-hmm. if you will, to, yeah. to jump into another conversation, knowing that, you know, there was a long suffering period there where, you know, you were walking through them and there was a lot of life and there was a lot, and then ends up being some rejection and, and where that relationship ends up, whether that's good or bad or wherever it is, hmm. um, can cause us to be more reluctant to, to jump into that again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, um, it's kind of like, uh, you know, when, when a girl breaks up with you or a guy breaks up with you, you know, and you're, you know, you're like, man, I'm heartbroken. I'm really, hmm. I don't know if I could do this again. Hmm. I don't want to get my heart broken like that again. Mm. Um, so there's a reluctancy to kind of jump into those conversations, knowing, knowing from the experience, like there was, you know, there was hurt, there was uh, time and, and effort and energy put towards that. Mm. Um, but if we can compel, if you know, if if anything we can say here, like compel you to say it's it's worth it's worth you know, the disappointment, the heartache, the long suffering to mm-hmm. see someone be transferred from death to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the mission that we continually need to be placing in front of ourselves mm. is this, um, 
this reality that is it is a it is a there's a spiritual reality there's a cosmic component to people being transferred from the kingdom of darkness mm-hmm. to the kingdom of light mm-hmm. and and we may be particularly situated like peter mm-hmm. in in acts 10 like uniquely situated to be the ones to bring the gospel to these people mm-hmm. um, you know one of the the sub points i had yesterday was it had to be peter yeah you know, yep. it couldn't have been anybody else. Yeah. Um, and mostly for Peter's sake hmm. um, and his influence in the early church. Yeah. Um, you know, even just kind of doing a brief, like, character study of Peter and who he was and his influence and his clout and how really the beginning of Acts, what we see in the early church is it's around Peter and John, and then we have some other side stories, and then there's a big shift here mm-hmm. in the next couple of chapters from Peter to Paul, Yeah, um, which shows us kind of like just the the beauty of what God is doing in the world to draw all men to himself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that's, you know, I, I just think it's really interesting to see that shift from it going from Peter to Paul. Mm-hmm. And now Peter still had influence. Peter still had leadership. Um, but where we see like God moving and doing some incredible things was not with Peter, even though he was the first one to bring the gospel to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for us, like, you know, I, man, I, I don't want us to to lose opportunities because of our own reluctance. Mm-hmm. Um, for God, for to, to see God move and act, mm-hmm. uh, to be used by God to see people transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and sometimes reluctance can do that to us. Mm-hmm. We we remove ourselves from from really God's mission here on this earth. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah, man. No, that's good. That's really good. And you, and you do get the sense that Peter. You know, not understanding fully all of the implications of Christ's death and his inclusion of people really did struggle to love to love people that were not like himself, that were not other Jewish men and women mm-hmm. um, that had then seen Jesus as the fulfillment of all the the, the, the messianic prophecies mm-hmm. and the old the, the, the ark and the the, the trajectory mm-hmm. of all that, that had gone before in the Old Testament. You see him struggle with. Um, Maybe you don't see him struggle as much with the Samaritans when Philip is there mm-hmm. in, in Acts 8. He goes with John right. and then preaches at some of the towns coming back. But then you see this reluctance. I think you you know, you know spoke to that well yesterday where you know his introduction as he goes into uh, Cornelius' house is like, you know I shouldn't be here, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, thanks. Not, not only shouldn't I be here, I kind of don't want to. And I don't really yeah. want to. You're like, thanks, yeah. jerk. You know? Like, yeah, it's, like okay, yeah. well... Who's like yeah like I I can't like I tried to like even just kind of imagine being, you know, a friend of Cornelius. Like who's this jerk? Yeah, it's like gosh, like, are you sure you got this right, Cornelius? Yeah, you sure yeah, you invited is, the right guy? Is, yeah, like okay, fine, all right, you know. But like yeah. God still does a work even in Peter's reluctance, and we see that mm-hmm. you know again come up in like the Jerusalem Council in Acts fifteen. Mm-hmm. We see Peter's own struggle with. Um, with deference to um, Jews over Gentiles in Galatians 2, yeah, where Paul has to come and goes like, hey, you know, Peter, you're living like a Gentile. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got all the freedoms. You see all the freedoms now that you've you've been able to experience, and yet you're still showing preference. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so, like, even to look at Peter from a character study standpoint, you know, he's he he wrestles deeply with this. Mm-hmm. Um, it is is a hard thing, and I think honestly, like, there are going to be things in our lives that are that are hard for us to overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, backgrounds, conditioning, um, you know, racial preferences, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But like, the aspect that that breaks through in all of that is. Um, is believing Christ and and obeying Christ. Hmm. Like, if it was up to Peter, Peter probably wouldn't have gone down to Joppa. I mean, yeah. gone down to Caesarea. Yeah. Um, but like Jesus told him, yeah, Peter, go. Um, and, and that's I think really I think that's really insightful when we think about okay, so so we find our our we find reluctance in our own hearts. Mm-hmm. I think we all would would if we were honest with ourselves. The, the long-term and the big picture and the hope is that the, how do we overcome that, right? So mm-hmm. how do we overcome that? The big picture and the long-term view is love compels us. Mm-hmm. We, we actually gain and grow and become more like Christ. We gain the heart of Christ and the eyes of Christ mm-hmm. to have love for other people where we don't look at Gentiles and go like, I shouldn't be hanging out with you. Yeah. We don't look at, you know, um, at, at the, the Galatians that he's eating with and then backs off when the, when the other Jewish people come mm-hmm. in and, um, so he's, yeah, long-term and big picture, we want a heart of love like Christ's heart of love for all people. If we wait until that heart of love is there, mm-hmm. we often won't go. And so there is, right. there is a, a simpler, um, a simpler just call and response of here's a, here's a command, here's a commission, mm-hmm. go and do it. Even if you don't have that love in your heart, you know, go and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that even in the hope being that as you go do it, as you see God work through it, as Peter did here, mm-hmm. we'll actually see him again come back then next week in Acts chapter 11 and give the account of how this went down to, yeah. to people back in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, hey, it's the same Holy Spirit. It's the same, we're, you know, we can't, we can no longer pretend like we're superior, have better right. access to right. God than they do. We've got the same access to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can no longer use this, this, this distinction of clean and unclean or clean and common, mm-hmm. you know, the whole, the whole vision of the sheet coming down and all these animals and yeah. get up and kill and eat, Yeah, you know, amazing about the food piece of it, you know, re- re- referencing back to, to Jesus, even declaring all foods clean in his yeah. own ministry when Peter yeah. was there. Yeah. But then, but the whole point, right, of that vision is it's, it's not about food. It's about people. Like don't, right. don't call right. common or unclean something that God has made yeah. clean. Don't call don't, don't categorize people as unclean. Mm-hmm. Um, the only the only distinction now is Christ. You're in Christ and therefore clean, mm-hmm. or you're not in Christ yeah. and therefore unclean. But there, but it's not about Jew, Greek, uh, slave or free, male mm-hmm. or female. It's all yeah. about are you in are you in Christ? Right, right, yeah. And I think that's the some of the the things that I think that man, if you're just putting yourself in the perspective of a of a first century Jewish man, like. Yeah, that's that's hard to wrestle with. This mm-hmm. is a this is an entirely new paradigm to see everything in. Mm-hmm. I under I man, like I, I get that. I understand the wrestlings of that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change the realities of it, right? right? Um, but I can understand the wrestlings, and so yeah, like the grace that we need constantly to um, to live. In obedience to Christ, it just is becoming more and more in my own life, more and more apparent. 
Hmm. Um, you know, there's so much that that God is is you know chipping and chiseling away from from you know the the old heart of stone. You know, hmm. you know that that still wants to be you know push itself in there and cover up the heart of flesh and. Uh, the old man raises a, himself up often, and so hmm. uh, the grace to do that, the the desire to do that, hmm. um, to to love people well, um, is something we have to fight for. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's that's even, even as you know, I was closing out praying yesterday, like God, fight for us when we can't fight for ourselves, hmm. Hmm. Um, because there is gonna there are gonna be moments where we. Um, we're not going to fight for ourselves. We're mm-hmm. not going to fight for godly living. We're not going to fight for the mm-hmm. mission of God. We're not going to fight to to put down some of the things that we find to be, mm-hmm. you know, reluctant in our own heart. Mm-hmm. So, like God, chip that away. You know, fight for us when we can't fight for ourselves. And mm-hmm. so, like that's an aspect of um, of just like the Christian life that I'm, you know, I'm I'm, I'm personally just growing in and wanting to learn more about and, and wanting to be challenged in. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, man. I think that's. It was it was a it was a sermon yesterday. I was that, that challenged a lot of my own heart and, and mm-hmm. mind, and it was it was fun to get into, and, and really enjoyed Acts chapter ten. Yeah, well, thanks for serving us well, and it, it. I mean, even yesterday and today collectively too. Just that's um, yeah, feeling the the deep desire to have more love for people that actually compels participating in God's mission, you know, mm-hmm. and to and to share the good news that is for everyone, that's universal, as you put yeah. it yesterday. And um, so I so I just encourage you all as you have opportunity this week in your Bible study groups to to open that that up. Um, you know, seeing God's mission advance and rejoicing in that certainly, mm-hmm. but even specifically getting into what is it that you that that creates reluctance in you and and how does um, how can you grow in both obedience and just responding to the commission that Jesus gives us to go and make disciples, even when we don't have that deep heart of love, uh, but also what might it look like for us to gain these hearts of love and compassion to see people uh, through the eyes of Christ, with the heart of Christ, mm-hmm. as um, as we try to, to see where God's at work in the world and join him uh, in that so that people might come to faith and believe in Christ and experience the salvation of God. Yeah. So uh, put, man. blessings to you as you uh, endeavor into that um, this week. And yeah, John, thanks again for all your preparation and for serving us well. Yeah, praise God. Hey, guys, thanks again for uh, joining us on B-Side Podcast. Hope you have a great week. Talk to you later.